I don't think there's any doubt that the most influential conversion in history was the conversion of Saul of Tarsus. Uh, most of us know him better by his Greek name, Paul. It, it was Paul who made real inroads in taking the gospel beyond the borders of Israel and into the land of the Gentiles. It, Paul himself actually wrote around about half the New Testament. In fact, without the writings of Paul, I'd find it greatly difficult to actually understand what this whole Christianity thing's all about because he, he's the one who explains it so much. And also, many of the questions that are answered in the New Testament um, are only answered because of the depth of understanding that Paul possessed. And a large part of that was because of his background even before he became a Christian and, and the intense training that he received at the feet of a very highly respected teacher of the law by the name of Gamaliel. But as, as influential as his conversion was, and as amazing as I find this conversion, and I just read it over and over and over and over again, I just found myself wondering, well, what is there left to say? I mean, it's, it's a testimony. And a testimony speaks for itself. And I don't need to say anything more about, about it. And it's this day, some of you go, hallelujah. Okay, you can sit down, Michael, that'll be great. Um, but Paul's testimony got me thinking about testimonies. Uh, it got me thinking about who has a testimony. It got me thinking about the elements of a testimony and about the value of a testimony. Because as I said, a testimony speaks for itself. No one can argue with a testimony because it's an individual story about their encounter that they've had with God. And when it's your testimony, you're not going to forget it, are you? Most of you should remember how you came to know Jesus. Most of you will remember encounters that you've had with God that have left you, that has changed you in some way. So you're not going to forget it, you're not going to get it wrong. And so the value of a testimony is you don't have to learn a whole heap of stuff that somebody else is trying to teach you, a bunch of spiritual laws. You don't have to learn a whole bunch of Bible verses that you can try and quote at everybody because you already have your own story. You already know the journey that you've had with Jesus Christ. And I suspect that more people have come to faith in Jesus Christ through the testimony of ordinary people like you and I than what have ever come through high-powered preachers or famous evangelists. Because when somebody hears the story of someone they know and they hear how Jesus has taken them from where they were and how they've been born again into Jesus, well, that's very powerful. And it's also powerful when they can see the change that Jesus has brought into someone's life. So personal testimony is powerful. A personal testimony is challenging. And a personal testimony is life-changing for some who hear it. And personal testimony is something that all Christians have. A friend of mine once started sharing his testimony with somebody and I overheard it and he started off telling him about Okay, he used to be a bikey in the Hell's Angels and how his life was all tangled up in rape and murder and drugs. And I was sort of over to the side overhearing this and going, what the? Because I thought I knew this fellow and, and I thought I knew a bit about his background. He says, nah, just kidding. Just kidding. I, I was a minister's son and, and I grew up, never really knew what it was like to be away from God. But then he shared his real testimony, you see. 
And, and he shared how he actually be, himself became a disciple of Jesus. And, and we tend to think that a testimony, for it to have any value or to be of any interest to anybody, then it has to have some kind of horrendous story of what terrible life we had and, and how our previous life was either addictive, criminal or deviant in some kind of way. Not so. Yes, those testimonies are powerful and important for folk to hear. But you know, most people... Most people today feel that, hey, I'm actually pretty good. Uh, and, I, and they feel that they don't need God. These people don't need to hear the story of somebody who is an absolute rotter because they'll surely agree, yes, you were an absolute rotter. Yeah, you did need a saviour. Not me, though, because I'm not like what you were. I'm a good guy. What they need to hear is the story of someone who might be just like you. Um, They need to hear the story of someone who at some point realised that it's not because I'm good, it's it's not what I do that gets me to heaven, it's what Christ has done. And it's my attitude toward Christ and my relationship with Christ that's important. They need to hear the story not of a change of behaviour from a criminal to a good guy, but the change of a heart, because we all need to have a change of heart. They need to hear the story of someone who, who has realised that sin isn't just about doing naughty stuff. They need to hear that sin is a wrong attitude toward God. And if my heart is hard toward God, no matter how much other good stuff I do, I'm filled with sin. I'm filled with sin just as much as a murderer or the con man or the adulterer. Now that's what they need to hear. The story of real people People who, who are just like them, only people who have come to the realisation that they need a saviour. We all have a testimony. You have a testimony. I have a testimony. Uh, but sometimes we just think that our testimony is not terribly exciting. But it's probably exactly the testimony that somebody else needs to hear to help them to start following Christ. Maybe you believe there was a God, but for a lot of years you hardened your heart against him. But then the Holy Spirit touched you in some way and you shifted him from the position of irrelevance to the position of being the most important person in your life. Well, there's your testimony. Maybe you were a staunch atheist. You just did not believe in God and you couldn't see how this God thing could exist and thought it was a figment of other people's imaginations. But then something happened and God convinced you of his reality and you received Jesus as your saviour. Well, there's your testimony. Maybe you were broken and, and, and through the love of other Christians you experienced the love of God and you turned to him with your whole heart. Well, there's your testimony. Maybe your life was filled with secret sin that you knew about it and God knew about it, but to everybody else they thought you were the model citizen. But then the Holy Spirit convicted you and you found forgiveness and freedom in Jesus Christ. Well, there's your testimony. Maybe you were brought up in a Christian family and you never knew what it was like to be without God and and sometimes you tell other Christians that and even other Christians don't understand it because they say to you, no, 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 there must be some point in your life where where you decided for yourself and and you say, well, no, because I've always believed. I've always trusted. I've always had faith in God. I can't say there was a time that I didn't believe in him. Well, there's your testimony. And you can go on to, to share with 
Okay, there have been times where I've come under pressure. There's been times where things have happened and I've known that I've got to either go deeper into God or, or cast him off altogether. And, but I've known, I've been so sure of this that what can I do? I just go deeper and deeper into God. Well, there's your testimony. Real stories, real testimonies from real people. Never underestimate what God can do in other people's lives when the disciples of Jesus bear witness to the mighty works of God. Have you ever even considered how much you can be an encouragement to other Christians when you share with them what God has done in your life? And it doesn't have to just be your initial conversion. We all have times of, of... Wonderful encounters with God where, where we, you know, we might have been in not a very good place but then God intervenes. Maybe it was a Bible verse, maybe it was a preacher, maybe it was a song, maybe it was just in a time of prayer the Holy Spirit come upon you and, and you just known that you've had a wonderful encounter with God and it's changed you. When you share that with other people, even other Christians, that's sharing your testimony. So, what is a testimony? What are the elements of a testimony? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little bit of a look at Paul's testimony. Now, yours isn't going to be the same, but there's going to be similarities. So, for Paul, firstly, there was a time before Jesus. And it talks about what Paul was like. And it talks about it in two regards, I suppose. His heart and his attitudes. Sorry, his heart and attitudes toward God. And also it talks about his actions and behaviours. Right, so Paul was very religious. He was zealous for God. He thought that he was doing God a favour by hunting down these rogue Christians. But he was actually working against God. His heart wasn't right for a start. His heart was filled with murder. It says breathing out threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. Right, it was coming from right inside of him. You know, he just had to get rid of these Christians. They're just, they're just ruining everything for God. And so he got permission from the high priest to go out after these Christians and arrest them and bind them and extradite them back to Jerusalem for trial. And earlier on in in Acts we got a little bit of a glimpse of what happens after these trials at the stoning of Stephen. And when Stephen was stoned, there's a little sentence right at the end of it that says, and Paul looked on and Paul approved. They laid their coats down at the feet of Paul and he's watching and going, "Mm, good job, folks. This is what Paul was like. And he was out there to hunt down Christians and get them put on trial and probably he'd be very approving of it when they were stoned. So before he knew Jesus, that was his heart and that was his actions, that was his attitudes and behaviours. But then something happened to turn him around. And every testimony has what I call a point of rotation. It's a point of change. It's a point of repentance, a point where we were going in this direction and it was a bad direction. But then something happened, so we were living with the wrong priorities. We were living living for ourselves and against God, but then something turned us around. Paul had an encounter with Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. There's no doubt about it, it was dramatic. A bright light from heaven blinded him and falling to the ground he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, 
So why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus, who you're persecuting. But rise and enter the city and you'll be told what you're to do. Now, now there's no doubt about it. I mean, that would get your attention, wouldn't it? If you're blinded by a bright light coming from heaven and, and somebody speaks to you from up there. Your testimony might not be quite so dramatic. Understatement? Anybody have a testimony quite that dramatic? I, I want to hear it if you have. No, okay. Your testimony mightn't be that dramatic, but the encounter that you have had with Jesus Christ is just as important to you and probably just as important for others to hear about as what Paul's encounter was to him. Because all disciples of Jesus must have had some kind of encounter with the Lord. Because let, let's look at sensibly. I mean, how can the Holy Spirit living, be living inside of me if I've never encountered God? It just doesn't happen. And if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So we've all had encounters with God. In fact, we should be encountering him every day because he's moved in. I mean, if you share a house with somebody, uh, unless it's um, an 18-year-old, uh, you're going to run into them every day. Yeah? You cannot be a disciple of someone you don't know. You cannot have a living faith with someone who's not there. And when we encounter God, we cannot stay the same. And even after you become a Christian, you're going to continue to have these encounters with God where God convicts you of a certain sin that's been with you for years and you fall on your knees in repentance. You're going to have these encounters with God where you're just broken and really hurting and you just the love of God is going to flow into you. You're going to have these encounters where you just don't know what to do and then through the Holy Spirit you're going to have guidance and through the testimony of other Christians you have guidance from God and all of a sudden it's going to be like the light switched on. All these are encounters with God as he reveals himself to us. Now a large part of what I'm talking about here is when God reveals himself to us we have to have this thing called repentance. Now the word repentance wasn't actually used in Paul's testimony but everything that's described that happened to him is a picture of repentance. He took on a totally different direction. He used to persecute Christians and now he's being persecuted. He used to threaten their lives and now his life's being threatened. He used to do everything he could to stamp out the word of God and to stop these Christians from talking. And here he is in the synagogues telling other people about Jesus. He was totally changed. Under new management. We see that sign sometimes, don't we? Hanging on the outside of some kind of business, under new management. You know, it might be on a restaurant or a coffee shop or, a, or a, any kind of shop. You see it. Now what that sign is saying is we're not like we used to be. You know, we've changed for the better. Come and try us out. You know, you might have been very disappointed last time you walked through the doors, but this time we promise you we're going to be different because we're, hey, we're under new management. 
And sometimes you go through the doors and, and it's exactly right. They are in a new management and wow, it's totally different. A completely different experience. The customer service is fantastic. The shop's clean and tidy. The experience is just completely different to what it was under the old, tired, uncaring management because now we're under new management. You know, that's only sometimes. Sometimes I walk into those shops with a sign under new management and I go, eh. Obviously, very much like the old manager, <laughs> because it's all, it seems exactly the same, same as it used to be. And so, something that's supposed to be the promise of something much better becomes a great disappointment to somebody who might have become a return customer. Let me tell you, when God's the new manager, it's going to be changed for the better. You will not stay the same. Your heart will be changed, your attitudes will be changed and it will flow out in your behaviour and your actions. They're going to be different. In fact, when we encounter Christ and believe in him, the change is so dramatic that it's like a new birth. And Jesus said that. You must be born again. That's how he described it. When we have an encounter with God, we cannot stay the same. We either reject him and then we're going to be that much hard, more hardened against him or we crown him as Lord. And that's what Paul did. Who are you, Lord? He knew jolly well who he was, didn't he? Eh? This bright light shining down from heaven. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Uh, who am I persecuting? Who are you, Lord? And everything that Paul did from that point on was done because Jesus is Lord. The Lordship of Jesus Christ is an essential message for all testimonies. Your testimony isn't, oh, I came to Jesus and he made me rich. That's not a testimony. Your testimony isn't, I came to Jesus and all of a sudden I'm doing so well. A key element of your testimony must be the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The fact that Jesus is Lord changes everything. The fact that Jesus is Lord changes your outlook on everything. The fact that Jesus is Lord... Look at Paul. Look at how it turned him around when he realised Jesus is Lord. Hey... Wow, I've been working against the Lord. I'm going to work all that much harder for the Lord. And so he believed, he repented, he was baptised. So what then? Well, the first thing he demonstrated was a changed attitude towards Christians. He used to hunt them down. Uh, Now he joined the church. He got together with other Christians. That was one of the first things he realised he had to do. And they were a bit wary of him at the start. I mean, why wouldn't you be? Uh, Aren't you the one trying to hunt us down? And he had trouble convincing them um, that he wasn't any longer. Uh, And in your testimony, that's going to be one of the key things that's helpful for you to explain about how when you became a child of God, how you naturally want to be together with God's other children. Because I've got to say, if you don't love other Christians, well, it's doubtful whether you love God. Because as Christians, 
God should be coming out through us. And if you love God, you should love his family. What else? Well, from the time that Paul was saved, he knew that he had a purpose. And guess what? So do you. From the time you were saved, you have a purpose. The Lord said that Paul is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And the first thing he did was he started telling people that Jesus is the Son of God and we have a very similar purpose. Our calling is to carry the name of Jesus Christ wherever we go. Always telling others about Jesus. Always proclaiming that Jesus is the Son of God. Now how could, what, what do we possibly have that we can tell them? Well, we could start with our testimony of course. This is what faith in Jesus means to me. This is how encounters with God have changed me. And we can tell them the stories. And we can see needs that people have and we can share with them how God has helped us to get through those times ourselves. And we can share with them that this God who's done this for me is the same God who desires to be known by you. So we all have a purpose and and you can even share that in your testimony. Hey, I'm telling you about Jesus now because I actually believe that this is one of the reasons God saved me. Because God loves other people so much and he wants me to share with you so that you too can be saved. But never put across the lie that the Christian life is all easy. Because it's not all easy. Paul's testimony never glossed over the tough stuff. He knew right from the outset that he was going to be persecuted and he was. And yet his faith stood so strong. There's nothing easy about being a Christian. Uh, In 2 Corinthians, Paul tells us about some of his trials. Um, Here's the list. Far greater labours, far more imprisonments with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers. In toil and hardship through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there's the constant pressure on me of my anxiety for all the church churches. There's nothing easy about being a Christian, is there? So, and there's nothing easy about being the pastor of church, like even just his care for the other churches. And yet, you know, the testimony even of Christian suffering is powerful in itself. Why? Because it demonstrates a sureness of faith. Uh, Sam from from the uh, CIC Church, what do they call themselves? Uh, INC, INC, uh, dropped in some flyers here this morning. They've got open doors coming to talk to us in uh, Monday Monday week. Is that when it is? Monday week. And let me tell you, this is story of Christian persecution. Open Doors is an organisation that makes churches aware of Christian persecution. And I hope you all come to it. 
because um, we need to hear about the suffering that Christians are having in, in other countries. And, um, but the, the testimony that persecuted Christians share is powerful because it demonstrates the sureness of their faith. It demonstrates the difference between a preference and a conviction. I, can, I have certain preferences in my life. Oh, I prefer to do this, I prefer to do that. But the thing is, not many people are willing to suffer for preference. Oh, well, if by doing this it means that's going to happen to me, that's okay, I'll just do this instead. But when it's about God, it's a conviction. It's a conviction about something you believe, something that you will never give up on and you will never change your mind about. And many people will die for a conviction. And that's why the testimony of Christian suffering is so powerful. It it demonstrates a conviction, not a preference. Hey, I'm not stupid. Well, maybe I am, but not when it comes to Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died and yet he rose again. I believe that he is the saviour of all who believe in his name and I receive him as Lord. For this I would die because it's a conviction. It's not a preference. And conviction makes testimony powerful. Okay. So you've all got a testimony When's the last time you shared a testimony? When's the last time you shared it? Show's on today. You're going to meet a lot of people at the show. A lot of time to sit down and talk with people. How about you share your testimony with people that you meet at the show? Ooh. How about you do that? You don't need to make it glossy. Keep it real. Just keep it real. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that you've given us reason to share our testimony with others. I want to thank you for faith in Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for the encounters that we have had. Encounters that have changed us. Changed us for the better. Lord, I just pray today for opportunities. Lord, I pray that you would give us opportunities to share our testimony. Lord, just in ordinary conversation, Lord, I pray that you would show us how our relationship with you, how our journey with you can be helpful for this other person to hear about. And Lord, I ask that you would give us boldness to share it. Lord, I guess I feel ashamed sometimes because 
I know what it was going to cost Paul to go out and, and share his faith. Instantly people were trying to kill him. And then I have the, the audacity to say, well, I'm afraid to share it. Lord, all I'm afraid of is what I might feel like. God, forgive me for that. And Lord, just help me to be able to share the most important thing in my life with others who can benefit greatly by hearing it.